0: Getting split, getting ready. split, getting split,
1: ready. getting split ready.
0: For my wife, God rest her soul. Oh my God, I'm so sorry. Oh, no, 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 she's not dead. We're just divorced. Unscripted and honest discussions on divorce and separation. Getting split ready. What was I supposed to tell him? I divorced you from the show. Here's your hosts, Doug Katz and Mariah Pleasant. Joining us for our panel is Catherine McMahon Vivanco, an attorney from Katz and Stefani. In addition, Catherine is a mediator and a fellow at the Collaborative Law Institute of Illinois and a member of the International Academy of Collaborative Professionals. Also joining our panel today is Amy Schillinger, clinical director, president, and owner of Balance Stress Management and Therapy. Amy is a licensed marriage and family therapist, an art therapist, and she's also trained in EMDR for trauma. She's also a mindfulness teacher. All right, we're going to move on, and Amy, you know, we were we were talking a little bit about, uh, and we're actually rolling out a new brand underneath Split Ready called Business Divorce Pro because we've got all our other brands, right? We've got Mortgage a Divorce Mortgage Pro and all these things, but there's times when people are married and business partners, mm-hmm. and it brings a whole new angle to it, right? And even before the the quarantine craziness going on, we were going to talk about this um, because it's a really interesting side of it so I wanted to lead off with you um, and talk a little bit about business divorce and when it's intertwined with actual divorce
1: yeah I think it gets complicated in so many ways because I mean most businesses if they're smart about it right have ownership agreement Mm -hmm. but some family businesses do not and then in the divorce process it just gets really dicey right? Um, and then also business owners tend to have different roles in the business. Let's say that you're married and you have a business. There's usually one person that knows what's going on in the finances of the business. And one person that is, you know, the, the creator and the creative one and the person that's building it. And those are two really different roles. And so I think in divorce, um, and divorcing a business, uh, it just gets really, really difficult. Um, I think it's probably it's sometimes almost, almost more difficult than, than if, you know, one person was a salaried employee and one person was a business owner because there's so much emotional investment in, in your business as well as your life.
2: Well, I think, too, you're not separating just the marriage. If you're getting divorced and you own a business together, you have to separate the marriage, which is its own business, so to speak. Not a very romantic version, but it's its own business, so to speak. But if both people are getting their primary income from a business together, which one of them walks away from it? Do they continue the business together even though they're getting divorced? Those are really difficult um, decisions, I think, and it's compounded when every
0: part of your life is married. Catherine, what about from 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 the legal perspective? Do you you know how do you how do you approach it differently when you're representing somebody who? is really going through two simultaneous divorces.
3: Well, I think in any, when any case where the person is a business owner, whether or not they're partnered up with their spouse or other partners or just employed, um, self-employed 100%, the biggest issue is if they're gonna buy their spouse out of that business, you know, that because let's say that business is a marital asset, where do they come up with the money to buy that person out? I think that's a big challenge a lot of times for business owners. That challenge would be there as well if it's two spouses owning a business together and they're going to divide it up. Um, I think it would be very difficult for people to stay in business together. People do it. It happens. Um, it's not unheard of, but it's, it's, own, it, it's a different challenge, like, like you've all mentioned. So um, how is that going to work? How are you going to work together? How are you going to maintain that successful business and make sure that the business doesn't you know, drop? Um, because there's certainly going to be new issues arising, I would think, between the, the business owners.
0: Um, do they ever have to have, because if they're in the same type of business, um, when they break it up, if they were to go into business separately in the same industry, do they ever have to have like a non-compete with each other?
3: Um, yeah, I would think that that would be something that would be considered by the business attorneys. Um,
0: so more I lawyers that do they have to more have lawyers. They have to have multi-levels of representation. So do you work closely with the business attorney when that's going on?
3: Yeah, we would talk to the business attorneys, yes, um, because we're not going to give advice about, you know, just like we don't give tax or accounting advice, we're not going to give advice on that. But, you know, we certainly um, work with those individuals. We work with, just like we do here, we would work with the therapist. We work with the CDFAs. We work with um, all of the other people on the team, so to speak. make sure that everyone's on the same page, uh, maximizing um, the efficiency of
1: of the goals. I think people don't like to talk about this, but I also would like to say, like, if you do own a business and then you plan to get married, a prenup is a really good idea because it makes this all a lot clearer if you need to separate it.
0: Yeah, we actually had a great show on prenups and what, midnups, kind of, where <laughs> people may have missed that train and, and gotten back on the train. Maybe there'll be a lot of those coming yeah. out of this as well. But yeah, I think it makes sense to, to make the rules uh, uh, early on.
2: Well, think Definitely. about it down the line too. If you've got a couple that divorces and let's just say they do manage to stay in business together, whether it's by choice or, choice or by economic necessity, they decide to keep the business together If those two people remarry, if you don't protect that business legally and one of them dies, then you're now in business with your spouse's new spouse or your ex-spouse's new spouse. So you really have to think it through to all the contingencies to make sure that you're not in a situation that doesn't work for you.
0: Well, especially now, right? Because again, we were talking about financial issues just before this, but some of these businesses might not be here. Like they might be in the middle of a divorce negotiating this stuff. And, you know, at least I'm in Oak Park and we've seen a couple of businesses already announced that they're hanging up. Now I'm sure they were on shaky ground before that. But again, all the calculus changes.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I think a lot of businesses are considering their options at this point, right? If you're a small business, if you don't have a way to pivot, or to adapt your model to what's going on right now. They're trying to make funds available through uh, the SBA and other lending institutions. But if you aren't sure that you're going to make it, do you really want to take on additional debt? Or do you cut your losses now and try and figure it out? It's complicated.
1: I think if one person is the business owner in a divorce and the other person does not own the business, oftentimes the idea of the assets of the business is inflated, right? So I have a lot of conversations with people to say like, Are you sure that you actually want 50% of this thing? Do you actually know what's going on with the finances? It might be a liability, right? Mm -hmm. And just that shift in mindset of like, well, he owns this business and I want half of it. Do do you know how to work in this business? Do you know anything about it? Do Do you know the finances? Do you know what the debt is? Do you know, you know, and a lot of the times the answer is no. And it's just, um, it's just kind of having to calm down the nervous system and really like put it into place. Like if let's say that you were awarded
2: some of this, would you even know what to do with it? Right? I think you're touching on a really good point too. in that there is a, a shiny, shiny, it must be worth more like people who own a business. There's a, there's a thought process or a stereotype to it. And people who haven't owned a business probably don't realize that you work 24 seven and that it isn't always worth on paper or in reality, as much as it may seem, if you're the spouse of someone who owns a business and they are working 24 seven and it's their baby and they're really dedicated to it and they live and breathe their business, which a lot of small business owners do the value of that business versus the perceived value of that business can be very, very different.
1: Absolutely.
3: And I think an important part of that too is, you know, in Illinois, there's two components of every business. There's an enterprise goodwill component and a personal goodwill component. And in Illinois, the personal goodwill component is non-marital. That stays with the, the, the owner. So a lot of times it's educating our, our clients, um, as Amy mentioned, the, the non-business-owning spouse. Well, first we need to figure out what is this um, business worth? And we have to talk about doing a business valuation.
2: Now, Do you want to define what those two pieces kind of mean in, in simple terms?
3: Yeah. So every business, there's an enterprise goodwill is kind of the value of the business um, as far as um, there's tangible assets. There's, um, there's actual your know, money sitting in bank accounts. There's um, assets of the company. And the personal goodwill is what does that business owner bring to the table? In other words, if that business owner were going to walk away from the business and say, I'm not going to transition these clients. I'm not going to help you. I'm not going to do anything Um, How much of the value of the business is lost with that person? That's that personal goodwill. Um, And so as part of a business valuation, we have to kind of identify those components. And so business valuations can also be very expensive. Mm -hmm. And so there always has to be a question of, do we want to spend money figuring out the value of this business? Or as Amy mentioned, is it something where maybe the business isn't worth much? You know, It's an analysis. We really have to go through a cost-benefit analysis. Um, so I totally agree. A lot of it is, is educating the non-business-owning spouse about what's going on. And that's why as part of the divorce process, we're going to get documents. We're going to get financial statements. We need to look at the bank statements. We kind of need to start by doing that and figuring out what's going on if the person is not involved and doesn't really know.
0: Well, you know, again, another another fantastic topic that I think we're going to hear more about, you know, in the coming months, because like when we were talking about accounts, 401ks, all that kind of stuff, I think this is going to, you know, we're in uncharted territory, right? So, you know, going forward, you know, into the summer and, and, you know, beyond, uh, it will be interesting to see how that impacts a lot of these, uh, a lot of these divorces. Thanks. And if you
2: are thinking about divorce, please visit splitready.com and take our free assessment. You can come through your divorce with your finances, your integrity, and your sanity intact. Be informed, ask questions, and be split ready.